Welcome to the Caffeine Confessionals Podcast. Welcome to Caffeine Confessionals. This is our Challenge Double Agents Episode 1 Recap Slash Breakdown. My name is Alan Aguirre, and here is my co-host, the lovely Canadian Nikki Sins. Hey! It's I'm Nikki, so excited. It's, wait, there's no S on the Sins, right? At the yeah, end? I'm just I'm just the one sin. Oh, okay, just the one sin. Okay. Or all, or all seven of them, I don't know. Depends okay, on the so <laughs> we just watched the premiere episode of Double Agents, and I'll be honest, it was a very good episode from a competitive standpoint, and that they threw you right into the game. But I yeah. want to say the episode that they put out on Monday, the declassified episode, felt very necessary to have watched before this episode. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I, I was very confused because on Monday, everybody was like, okay, I'm watching the challenge. And I was like, isn't it, isn't it Monday? Isn't it supposed to be on, on Wednesday? And everybody, like, it, there was a lot of confusion with, like, the launch special versus episode one. And I was like, I feel like I, I needed this launch context to really understand you, episode one. They told you way more about their personalities, them as human beings, who they are going into the game. And this episode just threw you right into game. Yeah, and, I feel like you really had to be, like, a fan of the challenge to to really understand the first episode. I agree. And even though it was, like, visually cool and watching them all pair up was awesome, that episode one, maybe it should have been a two-and-a-half-hour premiere. I don't know. Is that too much to ask for? Is that too much challenge in one night? I don't I don't think so at all. We're COVID's here. I don't have Survivor. You know, the Amazing Race doesn't, like, super do it for me. I don't want to watch other people traveling right now yeah add in that i haven't been a fan of them starting the episodes at 8 p.m eastern because i'm in california and that means it's 5 p.m where i am when the when the show starts and i'll be going about my normal business maybe cooking some dinner and then i'll be like wait the challenge is already on i gotta you know cover this show and now it just it messes up my whole day because 5 p.m is really early oh yeah i mean like i'm just getting out of bed at five but I like the 8 p.m. for me. Yeah, I, yeah, for like, you I'm, perfect. I'm in Toronto, so it's, like, right at 8 p.m. I'm like, okay. Plus, like, my parents watch it, and I think if it if it started at 9, it would be a little too late for them. They're like, I, Art, I, I do know that when it was at 10 p.m. a couple seasons ago, a lot of people were complaining. I was thriving, but people were complaining about it. I was like, I am, I'm, I'm too tired to be watching this. I was working, like, at that point, I was working, like, two two jobs like two physical jobs and uh like a freelance writing job and i was like this is i'm tired i don't have time for this i just like dvr record it yeah i mean for me great but for others obviously not a problem uh going on to the episode uh they threw us straight into the first daily challenge if you didn't watch the episode the players had to run up a giant hill grab a metal tube on this metal tube, there was a color-coded pattern in really tiny little colors, like really kind of hard to see. So small. Yeah, and so uh, you would have to memorize this pattern, then go to your little station, with had, which had a bunch of, like, wires where you're trying to almost, like, diffuse a bomb. Yeah, they're, they're going back to this. Uh, in Total Madness, I felt like there was, like, five challenges where they were like, okay, and then you, you detonate the bomb. I'm like, okay, so this is where the budget went. Hey, considering Among Us was the game of the summer, where you're doing all that wire connection, this made absolute sense. Uh, then you I... have, uh, sorry, and then once one, one person finishes, uh, the, uh, the, entire, the entire game is over for both male and females, ran in separate heats. In the female heat, physically, the only person that, like, truly stood out was Lolo Jones, who... Oh, sprinted she, past everyone. She bodied those girls. Like she went in there like, like a steamroller, just knocked them all over. I thought that they each had their own like tube at the top, so I was confused when like TJ's like, yeah, it's gonna get physical, and I was like, why? And then I saw them all run for one tube. I was like, oh, okay. And then like Lolo got it first, and then Tori grabbed it from her. I was like, okay. Yeah, right, you could so tell Lolo thought like, oh, I. I Lolo was like, she got the whole running element of it down, but she didn't understand that people would try to wrestle from her. Yeah. Though watching her run was just cool because it reminded me of Space Jam uh, when Michael Jordan goes for the final dunk. 
and his arm is just stretching past everyone. That was I Lolo just, just flying through the air, like <laughs> just in sustained sprinting up that hill, doing something that no one else could at that speed. And you could see someone like Casey, who was pretty fast, like probably second behind her, just like I think I saw her like smile, like, oh my god, I can't keep up with this girl. This oh, is, yeah. this girl's on another level. So we're calling her Lolo Bunny, right? <laughs> That's like our official like like podcast name for her. Lolo Jones is now Lolo Bunny. She went all Space Jam first. Yeah, and then the most surprising thing of it all was the person who came in first place was Anissa. I I think we were all as shocked as she was. I'm happy for Anissa. I mean, like this might be her best daily challenge whenever, like 18 years into her career. Because historically, she's not good at them. And this is a huge win because she not only won her heat, but when the men went, Anissa had the fastest time out of everyone. Which is honestly very surprising. What I Another thing I want to point out is that Nicole, one of my favorites, kept helping Lolo out. She's like yelling code colors at her, which didn't really make any sense to me because it wasn't like a... It wasn't a teamed event. Yeah, I think Nicole views herself and Lolo on the same level. Uh, <laughs> nope. No. Um, just based on, I don't know, Olympic status. Nicole's Hello. like, I'm a firefighter. You're an Olympian. That's about the same thing. We're, we're yeah. the, we are the same. I'm looking at a mirror when I look at you, Lolo. That's Nicole. You eat peanut butter. <laughs> I eat peanut butter. We're the same. Yeah, that's they're, they're the same, and that's why she was helping her. And what's hilarious is that in this moment, Darrell was all of us, just completely annoyed at, like, Nicole's voice yelling. And it's one of the reasons why I love Darrell, because he is one of the funniest challengers ever. He hasn't aged a, a minute. He he still looks as good as he did when he, like, on his rookie season. What a beautiful man. Just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, they said that in the Declassified episode when they're pulling up to the house. Like, Darrell is simply gorgeous. He really is. Um, for the the men's heat, I, I'm not going to lie. I expected more from Darrell. I think the vets like West, CT, and Darrell were more like, <laughs> like, we're not going to wrestle anyone because this is day one. No. And, you know, they were literally, like, Wes and CT were literally standing behind everyone. And oh. there was the amazing moment where CT throws a shoe at Wes's face. <laughs> and I love Wes's <laughs> self-awareness. I love how everyone in the crowd was laughing at him. And Wes had the self-awareness to be like, oh, no, this is going to be, like, my life for the next 10 years. Oh, absolutely. It was so flawless because CT is, like, pulling on someone's leg and, like, a shoe comes off. He's like, oh, no, I got a shoe. Doesn't even look back. Just goes, whoop, better get rid of this. And just right in the right in the face. Even TJ was like, "What an idiot!" That, I, that, that, that's just an all-time challenge moment. Like uh, that, you know, that could be the moment of the season. Which is honestly, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about what the season is going to be, but that moment was just hilarious. It's, it's going to be used forever. Yeah, as it should be. There were two people who stood out to me in the men's heat. The first one was Michi because he was the guy who got up the hill the fastest. He did. So, small guy, but very fast, very athletic. I posted on Twitter clips of him dunking a basketball. Uh, he's only 5'10". That guy has legitimate oh. hops and athleticism to him. He, okay. I also found out, because he said it, that Leo Rush has, like, a wife and kids. I didn't know he had, like, two kids. And You got you got to read my playoff preview, my player preview. I... The, the guy is a committed family man. Even his wife would travel on the road with him when he was in WWE. So he's a very committed family man. I thought, no, because I thought he was divorced because you were telling me about, like, there was, like, issues with his marriage or something like that. No, it was more or less the problem that people weren't comfortable with him taking his, like, wife everywhere with him. Oh, okay. And But that's because Leo is very, like, I want my family. Oh, oops. The light just turned off in my room accidentally. Uh, Leo is more or less, like... Uh, that he wants his family with him at all times. Not me starting a rumor about marriage problems with Leo. I I I take it back. That's not I misunderstood. No, I completely understand that. <laughs> uh, on Amber's Big Brother season, there was another girl named Brittany who had like three kids, and I was just telling people like, yeah, Amber, she's in her 30s, she has three kids. 
And Amber does not have a single kid. She she is in her thirties, but she doesn't have any kids. But I was just creating that like that image so that people would cheer for her. I mean, that's that's a solid play. I like that. Lay it on thick like peanut butter, you know? And the male uh, winner of the heat was Fessy, which wasn't surprising to me because Fessy, even though he is dumb when it comes to street smarts, is very book smart. The guy had yeah. great grades in college, uh, great grades in high school, won mental comps on Big Brother, won a mental comp last season. He's a smart guy. I think people need to lay off like, oh, well, throw a, pu- throw a puzzle in front of Fessy. I think he'd beat a lot of these guys in a puzzle, too. Yeah. I, I think, and a lot of the people, like, talking smack, I'm like, mm, I didn't see you make it to a final your rookie season. Yeah, the guy the guy is an absolute beast, and him getting this win over people was just another indication that he's one of the top players. But he, I don't know, my my one small issue with Fessy and, and Lolo, too, is that they both had this this, like, cockiness about them. Where, like, like there was clips of, like, um, Josh and Fessy, like, arguing. And he's like, oh, you're scared of me every season. I'm like, the one season? You've only done one season. I mean, in his defense, Josh is afraid every season. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be, too, if I was Josh. No offense, <laughs> no offense bud, but your, uh, your whole montage was, was you crying or throwing a hissy fit. And Lolo, I think, because they don't really mention that she did... Um, champs versus pros so she sort of has an idea of like a a spin-off of the challenge but i think she thought i don't know i think she thought she would be more uh like desired to work with and like more of a threat instantly that's something where i think lolo jones as a human being just isn't very self-aware yet at the same time she is right she is very intimidating she is an olympic athlete and people will be terrified of her yeah. I mean, I would be. <laughs> I am. The fact that she also has one of the most gorgeous faces ever on She's top of being a su- such a non-self-aware person and it's so physically intimidating, it just messes up my physical like I'm like how am I supposed to interpret this person? <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I was, like, face-to-face with her and they were like, okay, you two are competing against each other, I'm like, I, I'll i just, I'm good. This is, the the face-off is all I'm looking for. <laughs> you know? The big twist we found out was that this season will be played in pairs. And Finally! Be- and because Anissa came in first place out of everyone, she got to pick her partner. And she picked Fessy, who was not happy to have Anissa as his as his partner. No, he he looked so bummed. He was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if we get to keep the same partners all season. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a shame if that didn't happen? I think he was a little bit too immediately upset over it. Just on his body language and his face. Yeah. Read the room. I think that's something where you're happy to have Anissa in the moment. You just be like, yeah, I'm the number one pick because I'm one of the best players. That's how you should react. And then when you get back to the house, that's when you give the like, oh, man, I got Anissa, you know, confessional type thing. Not immediately. It it sucks because she's like, she's so, now she's so well known where people are like, I don't want to go to a final with her. Like, stop beating the girl down about it. Like, she the literally more you just, say that, yeah. the She literally just came first out of 30 people. Yeah. Against Lolo Jones. Exactly. She earned that position. She proved that she's a good competitor, at least, like, at, to a certain level. Just be happy with that. You could have gotten someone much worse. Yeah. She got someone that, like, doesn't even want to be, like, doesn't even want to compete. Yeah. TJ then announced that the rest of the partners we picked classroom style when your teacher's like, all right, everyone, we got a group project. Find a partner. And it was I I thought what hey, was going to happen was that like Bessie would be like, all right, pick someone to pick their next partner. And I thought it would be like that. Like, you know, 
schoolyard pick duel style. Nope. Yeah. Just, hey, everyone, find whoever you want. You could create a super stack pair if you want. You yeah. could do whatever. And TJ we're going to... like, you know, he's like, this is season 36. I'm not, I'm not making these pairs for you anymore. All y'all have all hooked up too much, so I can't, I can't do X's. Can't do rivals. Just go, I don't know, pick someone. The, the laziness of this was perfect for me, because I just thought, like... That's that's how people like fantasy cast seasons. Like, yeah, just pick just pick your friends. Just go yeah. with that. That's I love fantasy casting seasons. We're but gonna they, go in order. Yeah. Uh, how these pairs like paired up, or at least we saw them on TV. The first team that paired up was Corey and Tori, and you gotta love it when two players who, whose names rhyme partner together. Yeah, help, helpful for me if I, like, forget either of their names. Just go Ori. Yeah, go Ori. Team Gory. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think this pair is pretty... I mean, on paper, they're good because they're two strong players who have been in multiple finals, won some good eliminations, yet I, they kind of don't complement each other too well in that they're both just slightly above average in a lot of things i've never seen them work together before either so it just like it didn't really it didn't super make sense to me everyone wanted tori as a partner and i think tori in theory is a great partner because she doesn't have weaknesses yeah except for her romantic yeah except yeah other than that but like when it comes to like you know she's not going to bring you down in winning one category. Like, you know she's not going to, like, die in a swim or a run or with heights or won't. Yeah, you she's, know. like, super she well-rounded. Puzzles. She's well-rounded. She doesn't have a lot of, like, overwhelming strengths, but she doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. Yeah, I feel like Corey, he needs someone more like an Ashley, who is really good at puzzles and stuff like that, to complement his weaknesses. They worked really well together on Rivals. They did. I thought. I thought they did. I always thought, in theory, like the Zach-Amanda pair, even though they hated each other, was the perfect image of a male-female pairing, where you have this girl who can keep up when it comes to the running and the swimming and that type of stuff, and then also just completely take over the mental part of the game while the guy does the physical stuff, does the heavy lifting. Yeah, well, Zach yells and lifts stuff and, I don't know, drinks protein shakes or whatever he does. Yeah, so I always thought that was like the, you know, the image of what a male-female pair, you know, the perfect one. And they killed that season when it came to the actual daily challenges. Corey and Tori, you know, they see each other as two good players, but they aren't, you know, they aren't going to elevate one another, in my opinion. No, and they they both sort of have, at least I've noticed, uh, different, like, cheerleader styles. Agreed. Because I've only ever really seen Tori like cheering for like Jordan or like one of her like like female friends or something and and Corey's just kind of like go Nelson <laughs> I mean Corey and Nelson on that track they were hilarious this episode Corey yeah, my just, favorite ship he completely obliterated Josh to open the episode just oh, completely threw him under the bus just, it was hilarious I I loved it and normally I'm not like you know I'm not like a huge Nelson fan either it's just I never, like, saw the hype. And then I really didn't like how he, like, berated Kayla on Total Madness. But he did redeem himself that season. And he's so excited to be on the show. He's like, ooh, double agents. I'm going to pick a spy name. Like, I could see him, like, rolling around being a secret agent. Like he. Nelson loves being on TV, and I love that. That's, that's something yeah. I really appreciate. Whereas, like, there are people on the show who sometimes act, they're like, act like they're almost too cool to be there. And... No, you're not too cool to be here because you're here for a reason. Yeah, like you're you're getting paid to be there as well. It's it's not like I'm I'm sorry this is taking so much time out of your day. Like I'm I'm too cool to be on TV. Yeah, I think we're also gonna mention the fact that Tori uh, is now broken up with Jordan, and if you check social media, she has been maybe vacationing with Fessy, a very gorgeous man in his own right. And yes. Is it? Am I the only person who thinks this? Because I saw a photo of Fessy with uh, shades on, and I feel like Fessy and Jordan actually look really alike in terms of like the facial hair composition, the eyebrows. I'm the only person who really thinks this, but like 
you put a tan on Jordan and 70 more pounds and like a you know a bigger a bigger head. I kind of see it. I I, I maybe it's because I was looking at that one photo with him with the sunglasses on, so you don't see his eyes. Kind of gave me a, a little bit similar vibes. He well, I mean, Tori definitely has a type besides like just MTV. Like if you think about it, wasn't Derek eliminated by Jordan? And then Jordan was eliminated by Fessy. I don't think Derek was eliminated by Jordan. I think he just he just lost uh he lost to Corey. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Maybe Corey's next. Watch out, watch out, Taylor. And also I was watching on Tori's Instagram, or maybe it was Jay's. Either either way, she was partying with Jay. First of all, why are you partying during a pandemic? Yeah. Don't party. I saw all those big brother people and like, you know, some challenge people too, all partying in Florida this weekend. Don't do that. Please don't do that. But I, I can kind of see Jay and Tori together. I always felt like they had, like, a flirty vibe. I could totally see that. I mean... Yeah. I always thought that Tori and Morgan kind of look alike, and they don't, but that's just me being racist towards white people. Well, that's okay. You're, you're allowed to be. We we have every, like, every single privilege. Uh, we'll, we'll take this one hit. <laughs> Next team that paired up, surprising, surprising how fast they paired up, was Jay and Teresa. Didn't didn't see that one coming, if I'm being honest. You got to be like, Teresa probably watched Total Madness before coming and was like, yeah, this Jay guy is pretty good. And Jay has obviously seen the challenge because he's a big challenge fan. And he's like, what? Yeah. I got Teresa as a partner? Because she probably watched the first like three episodes last season and was like, this guy that beat CT, I'll, I'll take him. And I think... Jay is in many ways X's to West in terms of like size and skills, you know, around the same weight, good at swimming, good at running. They're not going to beat people in a headbanger. However, Teresa killed X's two with West. So if she gets 80% of West and Jay, then they're a good team. Yeah. I, and I think that they both play different political games, like different social games, which I like. I fear they might be on the outside because Teresa doesn't have a lot of connections. And I think Jay was coming in thinking that with Fessy, Nelson, and Corey that he was with them. But it looks like Fessy might be elsewhere with the Big Brother people more so. Yeah. At least he has Natalie. Natalie He does have Natalie. But Natalie is with Wes. And I think it's pretty clear that Jay is not a big fan of Wes. And he's... Also, not a fan of Devin, quite clearly either. I mean, I'm not, but... <laughs> well, I forgot that last season uh, that Jay, when I interviewed him, uh, you know, he took a straight shot at Devin in his interview, and then Devin took out, you know, screenshotted that part of the article and then sent shade back at, De- at Jay online, something I completely forgot about till recently. That's because I just keep forgetting Devin's on the show. I think I'm going to keep forgetting that he's on the show. He doesn't have this whole, like, bananas rivalry, which, I'm sorry, is it, that's such a tired storyline to have. It's like, I don't like bananas. <laughs> yeah, you and, like, a million other people on Twitter. <laughs> Pick a different storyline. The next pair, who I absolutely love, like, I think this pair is going to make it at least to episode 12. I'm not saying they're going to make the final, but they're set up socially to go very far. Kyle and Nani. I love it. I love it so much. Because, like, I'm one of those, I'm one of, like, six Kyle fans. So, <laughs> but what was he wearing? In that Why is he show? selling insurance this season? Why is he, like, trying yeah. to, like, what's up with his attire? He just completely changed it up this season. It's I kind of like it because it's, I kind of like it, though, when people do this. Because you're able to remember in the past, like, no, wait, that was the season Kyle dressed like that. That's the season like Kyle was like that. He you know, I like always prefer that. But this team, they just have so many social connections. They're likable. And then you add in the fact that even though they aren't the strongest team, they aren't a team that people are going to throw in to get their red school because they're, they they're not completely weak either. They're not layups either. Yeah, and they also they're also not gonna get thrown in based on like like he said, like their connections in the house. Yeah, they're solid with Cam and Leroy and then Kyle and Nani are just 
really good at, you know, hooking up and being with the other part of the house. Their smiles are very similar. Their vibes are similar. This team is just total vibes. I I love it. I I really do. Cause, and they're both, like, hard partiers, which, like, I often, like, miss on the challenge because it seems, like, as they should take it seriously because it's a physical competition. You know, I, I like those, like, party clips when they would do, like, the like, the themed parties at the house, yeah. like, have a house party. I, I miss those. They're the sleeper team to win. They're, like, the deep sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> the next pair. I love it when two people I dislike pair together. So I can just be like, all right, great. Now I can just put all of my distaste towards both of you. Yeah. And that is Devin and Nicole. And this is, I mean, the theoretical Devin and Nicole pair has a high ceiling if Devin can be good at what he says he's good at, which are puzzles. However, history says that is not the case. And Nicole sucks at puzzles. Like, she... She sucks at them. And, like, you know, to be fair, I probably do, too. I, I still don't understand Sudoku. Sorry. I, I, it's supposed to add up or something? I don't know. Anyways, um, what, like, what if it's a, a, a timed time competition to do a puzzle as a team? Yeah, they get, they get purged real easy. They have, if, if Devin is what he says, they are a very good team. If he is not, they are a very bad team. I don't think Devin's, like, proven himself really at all. I just find him, like, a really bland competitor. Agreed. I, you know, he needs to be what he's saying he is. And it's also not good that Devin was the only person, other other than Big T, because uh, the two main teams, Wes and CT and Natalie, Wes and Natalie and CT and Ashley voted for Gabby and Leo. The only other two players to do so were Devin and Big T. Yeah, it didn't. It just, it None of that made any sense to me. I don't. I don't know what. Put them on the outside. I don't know what Devin's gameplay is. I told you, Not bananas great. isn't there, so he doesn't know how to search for a storyline or a, like a rivalry. It's it's not great, just flat out. <laughs> I I hate it. Our next pair is in any normal season the favorite to win, Wes and Natalie. Yeah, I was. I'm gonna be honest, a little surprised. I thought that Natalie would maybe, like, pair up with, like, CT or, you know, not Wes. Because she's like, oh, Wes is, like, I don't think there's anyone in the house that doesn't like him. Uh, I was like, babe, did you, have you watched the show? (laughs) It's funny because I think as a pair, they're brilliant together. They, They double each other's strengths where, you know, I talked about earlier, they're players who, elevate other players and I think Wes is one of the best when it comes to elevating a partner just the way he worked with Teresa the way he worked with D the way he worked with CT he kind of gets the best out of his partners and Natalie is someone who's already physically awesome and if he could just elevate her and just accommodate her to being awesome from day one in a normal season this would be the most feared team especially in a final and then you add in the fact that Wes's personality is probably the closest to Tyson Apostle from Survivor. Okay. And Tyson and Natalie. Tyson and Natalie, very close. Very close bond on that show as well. So this is the closest we're ever going to get to a Tyson-Natalie pair on the challenge. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. from Also, now I kind of want to see Wes on Survivor. Um, I like that that colliding in my brain. That's that's how my brain works. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I was just, I guess it's because I hadn't seen Wes, like, interact with Natalie at all. But I guess he sort of had his eye on her to, like, team up with her. They had her in the declassified episode. They had, like, a whole, like, one, two-minute conversation. Thus making you forcing everyone to watch the declassified episode to understand that. But we did not get that here. Previously on. like Yeah, previously on the real episode one. Yeah. What what was that? <laughs> Come on, MTV. And they I would like to know, um, at least in Canada, we didn't get a lot of like make sure you watch this special, watch the special on Monday. It's just we also get ridiculousness all day. I don't have ca- I don't even have cable. So I don't I don't know what commercials are anymore. Uh they're still annoying. 
<laughs> this is coming from somebody with a degree in advertising. I, I love, I, I'm someone who loves commercials, just flat out. 90s like, commercials at, all the way. As a kid, any cereal you can get me to buy if you, had a, if you have a good commercial. Oh, the Crunch Crew? The Captain Crunch Crew? That no, whole rap was, is my favorite. It, for, for me, it was the Chocolate Lucky Charms, where I got them, I hated them, and then a year later they came out with a better commercial, and I got my uncle to buy them again. And, and hated them the second time. <laughs> but you liked the commercial. You know, commercial it, always bugged me out was the Fruit Gushers commercial, where they're just like oh. walking through the mall and they like eat one, and then all of a sudden his head's a strawberry. I'm like, that can't be. As a child, I'm like, certainly that can't be true. And then I'm like, eating a Fruit Gusher to check. I'm like, am I gonna become a watermelon? I always hated Fruit Gushers. I just didn't like the way they felt in my mouth. Just, I, I, now I love them. <laughs> Our next pair. Sponsored by Fruit Gushers. <laughs> Sponsored Darrell, by and Amber B, which I don't know how to feel about. It. They're both so quiet. I think it's, in theory, a godsend for Darrell because in the episode, Casey brought Amber B under her wing. Tried to. Or I mean, tried. I really tried. Hey, Darrell's coming to this game with very little connections. His connections are the Young Bucks, which he's on the outside of that group as well. So just the fact that Amber gives him a link to the Big Brother crew gives him some time in this game because he really easily could have been in the first elimination as well if he partnered with Natalie or with Ashley. Yeah, also solid test of of, uh, willpower there because she's beautiful and he's beautiful. They're just great to look at too. And I think... Oh, gorgeous. Just gorgeous human beings. You also got to feel bad because Darrell thought he was going to get Natalie as a partner. And then Wes just slid in and stole her. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> Wes went, snaked his way in there as usual. Like, <laughs> nope. Nope. That was fine. The Darrell-Wes rivalry is, like, one of my favorite in Challenge history because it doesn't get talked about enough. But these two over the years on their seasons when they've been together have been just at each other's necks. Yeah, and it was when, like, like when the challenge would let people fight. I'll like, never right forget. Spaces. I'll never forget Wes yelling. It's like, like there are 30 people in front of him. Like, Darrell wants to fight me. Darrell wants, like, let's go outside. <laughs> it's like, Wes, you don't want to fight Darrell. We all know you don't want to fight Darrell. But no. just the fact that he was yelling with such vigor. What got laid out. Yeah. yeah. The, the Amber B pairing, though, it could go bad if Amber is bad at the challenge because we haven't seen her compete in six years and she did not get to compete very much six years ago it's it's like a dice it's like you're really like rolling the dice just trying to figure out what this girl can do Jarrell is a good partner though he's a good motivator and when it comes to a final he's strong but can amber solve puzzles can she do the little things to help Jarrell out i i hope so i i want this i want to win for Jarrell. like another one Agreed. I mean, he's just an all-around awesome human being. Yeah. Ooh, I really like this team's branding, this next one. Leo and Gabby, two small people who are incredibly strong for their size. But, you, like, you, you wouldn't know it looking at them. Yeah, I mean, Gabby's like a mini Emily Scrum, and Leo is like a mini Spider-Man. I love it. I think that they're they're really going to be underestimated. For sure. They remind me of Natalie and Polly on Final Reckoning, where, like, not in the same, like, you know, Polly's toxic vibes, but in the size factor, where it's two people who combined to weigh as much as Fessy. Oh, yeah. And poor Natalie is, like, the size of Lord Farquaad. She's she's little. Like, she's tough, but yeah. she's, like, physically short. And so there's a lot of challenges where you have to, like, you know, grab a pole or, like, jump onto something. And she probably can't reach it also shout out to ct because before i would say two people weigh the same as ct because ct lost 30 to 40 pounds i can't make that reference anymore now fessy is the reference good for all right fessy is like i'm about the size of one of his arms (laughs) like maybe i i'm not that much taller than natalie but i am taller than her so you know i gotta i gotta get the jason where i can but fessy's a big man yeah, as two underdogs in size who are also, like, very much caring for their family, I think this could be, like, 
Facebook or Twitter's favorite duo if they go far in the game. Or they could get targeted early and go out really early, and I'll be really sad. But they could be the team you cheer for all season as the underdogs. I And, th- and then later on in, in the episode, uh, um, there's like a whole UK girl powwow where like Gabby feels like she's not she's not as like strong or tough as she thinks she is. And then like Big T and Liv come over to like console her. And I thought that was just like a really human moment. And I feel like if they hadn't have shown that in that episode that I just really wouldn't understand Gabby. Gabby. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't like know who she was. Like, especially if I was like a new viewer. Very human moment. Usually I hate when people cry, but there was something honest about the way Gabby was feeling. Yeah. I, I loved that moment. In the declassified episode, uh, Leo was talking to Tori and was talking about his kids and stuff like that. And I think on Reddit, someone uh, pointed out that Tori said, man, if I hadn't talked to Leo, I wouldn't have known all these things about him. And someone like on Reddit commented, yeah, Tori, that's what meeting new people is. That's, yeah, how, that's... that's what a conversation is. Uh-huh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not everyone just meets people through reading their MTV show bio. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> not me starting a beef with Tori. No, I'm not. And our next pair, okay, this is actually a duo of pairs because they actually swapped in this at the same moment. And yep. it was Josh and Casey looking for partners, and they saw Cam and Leroy, and they swapped with each other. But before we talk about them, what we're going to talk about is the fact that Cam asked CT to be her partner. And CT was like, why? Why, why would I want you as my partner? And she's like, well, I'm really good at the challenge. And CT is like, just looking around like, hey, Tori, where are you? And then he sees her with Corey. And yeah, he that was like the definition of leaving someone on read. Well, so with that, I feel like he was just, he was asking her like, like what can you bring to the team? Like, I, I can bring several championships and and I'm like big and strong. And, you know, I have like lots of, I have history in this game. Like, what can you bring? Because I, I feel like CT hasn't really seen Cam perform. I'm not saying she hasn't performed. I'm just feeling like he hasn't personally seen it. He doesn't strike me as the type that, like, watches seasons he's not on. Um, yes, I don't think he's sitting at home with, with little, little Chris Jr. being like, I could have been on this, but, you know, I had to watch you or something like that. Um, I, I don't think CT watches the show when he's on. Yeah, he... <laughs> forgot he was on that season he's been on so many but like cam is an incredible she's an incredible challenger oh yeah she's, she's like one great. of the top girls in the i mean that's why cam was gobsmacked herself because she's like what are you talking about i'm like one of the best players in this show's history why don't you want to be my partner and ct just left her on red just like legitimately didn't even oh, give he looked her over her head yeah that was disrespectful uh, yeah. that was just straight disrespect and the internet is going to eat that moment up like crazy. Well, it's going to be remembered. And here's the thing. If CT succeeds, it's still going to be remembered as, like, maybe not a great pick. And, I mean, the person it did hurt, we're going to talk about that later, actually. But it did actually hurt someone, that choice. Going back to yeah. Cam, uh, Josh has a partner. It's suboptimal <laughs> because I think there are better partners for her. It's not a bad partner, but it's not the best. The same goes for Leroy and Casey, where I, I think they overlap in strengths. Uh, they don't really complement each other too well. Too but fun. this Josh and Cam and Leroy and Casey grouping, it merges the two big brother, you know, Camroy alliances for sure. that before the game even started. So now I think in theory we're looking at a five-man or a five-team group of Josh Cam, Leroy Casey, Kyle Nani, who are very close with Leroy. Uh, then you have... Fessy and Anissa, and Darrell Amber. And then adjacent, you have the Young Bucks, Corey, Nelson, Jay, and their partners. Though they might not know that these two partnerships have merged, and so they might be on the outside. But for at least right now in the game, they think they're all together. Which, it sort of reminds me of uh, War of the Worlds 2 with, like, Kara's cult. Yeah. Yeah, like, 
honestly a fantastic as much as I don't like Polly, fantastic gameplay. That was they just Yeah, they, they controlled the numbers, controlled every vote. It's one of those things where they could really be running the game, and CT rejecting Cam was the main reason for this. Yep. CT literally merged these two alliances by not taking Cam as a partner. Uh, not a great move on CT's parts. He did not see this coming. I mean, Cam, I mean, Josh, Josh struck gold with this, actually. I don't think that their partnership is that strong. But from a political standpoint, struck gold. Josh just always stumbles his way into like Lasting stumbled his way into shit. winning Big Brother. Like he he didn't win. Like Paul lost. It's one of the great things where uh, people mention like jury management when it comes to Josh. Like oh well, Paul had terrible jury management. I'm like well, Josh didn't have good jury management either. Everyone there hated yeah. him as well. They just hated the other guy more. And like Josh stumbled his way into War of the Worlds one, like he only he got a lit he got purged out, didn't even make it to the house at first, and then he lucked out because somebody else broke their hand. <laughs> hey man, Josh Martinez stays winning up. He does. Also, I I love the uh, the upkeep of Hawaiian shirts between the Big Brother crew. Oh, there goes my light again. The ghost light. Yeah, I have a ghost light. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate Hawaiian shirts. I wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts, so I get the vibe. If I could have, like, gothier ones, I would wear them. <laughs> Not that I, like, dress gothy, but, like, I'm usually... So you're aesthetic more. Yeah. The next pair is C.T. Ashley, who, again, similar to Wes and Natalie, on paper, this would be one of the strongest pairs in the game. They also won a final together before. Kind they- of. Kind of. I mean, they partnered with different people every day. So you can make the argument that Corey also won a final with her. Well, not with her, but, like, alongside her. And Nelson did, too. But, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, just that. Pair. What else? Definitely not anyone whose name starts with a C or an N. <laughs> yeah, Ashley's a great partner. She's someone who does the puzzle side. She can keep up with you cardio-wise. Can lift a lot of weight. Good swimmer. A lot of stuff she brings to the table, and I feel bad for her because CT's decision to reject Cam put a target on her. Oh, and he he barely knew it. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> he did. I don't even think he like thought that through. I wouldn't have thought it was that bad if he didn't if CT didn't look over Cam's head instead of just responding like an adult and being like, yeah. listen, I just don't think that we would mesh very well as partners. Um, sorry. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if he had been like, hey, uh, us two specifically, um, if we just decide to go on different teams so that way we have each other's backs vote-wise, then that's an actually good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Not just look over her head and yell, Tori, Tori. <laughs> Tori's had a partner since like for like 10 minutes already. She's like. This is one of those seasons where CT really wishes that Kara was here, because Kara would have been, like, before anyone sees, like, CT, like, that's my partner, that's my guy. She wouldn't even be, like, cast on the season. She'd be, like, at home, be like, CT's my partner. It's CT. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> I love it. I like that you went with a different Boston the accent than the Boston accent that Kara has. I don't know how to do accents. <laughs> In my head, I was like, I regret this immediately. Oh, man. Our next partnership is the one I just, I feel bad for. Yep. Joseph, Joseph and Big T. I just feel bad for Big T. You mean, you mean Jacob or John? John. Or, she get, Big T kept getting his name wrong. She's like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm partners. See, I didn't try the accent there. She's like, see, I'm partners with, with Jacob. Production's like, who? And she's like, John? Like, no. What's his name? <laughs> I love me some Big T, and I think she was a highlight of this episode in the way that she was telling people, like the rookie, like UK girls, like you got to politic, you got to play this game. She yeah. was really good towards Gabby, and when the house was having their first party, Joseph was sleeping, and I, <laughs> I he probably watched this show and was like, oh, I've seen CT sleep through the last five seasons. That's what I should do. Yeah, but he so, wasn't even sleeping in his bed. They have like this like dome that they party in. I guess, like, 
COVID safe partying because uh, I can't go to like bars or anything. But he's like asleep on the couch in the dome. So it's not like he's like, oh, like, sorry, Big T, like, I, I want to help politic. I'm just like, I'm, I'm really, I'm really drained. This is like my first challenge. Um, I'm just going to like take a nap. He's just in the club, like <laughs> asleep. It's so funny to me because I I like this Joseph guy based on like his America's Got Talent stuff and his declassified episode. The problem is you don't do that night one. You don't do that the first week. You have no. to talk to people, especially as a rookie. And I didn't like it when he said like, I don't really take much stuff that seriously. And I'm like, dude, there's so many people who would want this spot on the show. And Big T is trying her ass off right now because she yeah. cares so much. Give some effort, man. Like, at the very least, go buddy up with somebody. Agreed. It's just, it's it's a bit maddening. It's, you know, as I said, like, I love that Nelson loves to be on TV. And I feel like Joseph is kind of taking it for granted. Yeah, he he's, as I think Kyle would say, just taking the piss. He's not, also didn't try the accent there because if you thought that Boston one was bad, whew, it's like pip pip cheerio, it's not... Not pretty. <laughs> Our next pair is Nam and Lolo, who just physically intimidating. Oh yeah, Nam was adorable. He, TJ comes out and he's like, I don't know who this is, but I think it means trouble. <laughs> he didn't didn't speak a, a word the whole challenge. Like TJ comes out, he's like, oh. <laughs> and I like it's definitely I thought I was like oh it's a it's like a language barrier but he speaks very good English and for people that don't know he, he predominantly speaks German his English is solid it's not it's not 10 out of 10 it's above JP it's above turbo and I'm glad that they should him talk just show his personality versus you know the way they would have the turbo confessionals where turbo would his English sentence instruction would be made for laughs, and Nam is just talking like a human again to talk freely, and it's really, yeah. you know, refreshing. I I felt bad though because Lola was like, she's like, I, nobody wanted to pick me. Like I thought everybody would want to team up with me, but I think it. I don't think it had anything to do with them being like, I'm definitely not going to pick Lola. Like I don't want to pick her. I think a lot of the like vets were like, okay, like we have to team up, and then like. Some of the rookies probably like interacted before, and uh, and for a lot of the pairings, it was like whoever was standing closest to them. I think they just wanted people with other social connections, if anything. Yeah. And, and Lolo does not have those. Neither does Nam. So. Yeah, they are going to be a strong ass team though, just oh. from physical from a physical standpoint. And again, such beautiful specimens. Yeah, two beautiful them. human beings, oh. and you could. And you can tell that Lolo is physically attracted to Nam. I mean, who isn't? As, as she should be. He's, <laughs> he's so adorable. The next pair is Nelson and Amber Martinez, who I think would be a fun showmance as a competitive pair. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do. I think Nelson is great at eliminations. I think he's a great character on the show. I don't think he elevates his partners. Oh no, he the minute something goes wrong, he's it's he's just blaming them the whole time. Like that whole issue with Anissa when they I did mean, that he, that challenge together. Well, I mean no, he's been supportive most of his career with like people like Amanda, Ashley in finals. He's been the partner who gives 110%. The problem oh, is he just can't do puzzles, he can't swim, he has bad heights, not the great with grammar or sentence construction. It's it's a rough go from my point, Nelson. Agent Double Nelly T. Yeah, but when it gets down to the needy greedy, he pulls through, you know? Yeah, Elimination King, for sure. It's just I don't see him elevating Amber. and That means Amber needs to be good from the jump, which is a tall ask for a little girl. Small small girl, small woman. Little girl sounds awful. A little. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I... (laughs) <laughs> they're also they're also both from are you the one i just i literally just remember that so is tori but amber m has some like already has some beefs with like challenge cast members she like 
She like shaded uh, Nicole for being on X on the Peak, which to be fair, she was the most annoying person on that show. And I'm not just saying that because I, I don't like her as a TV personality. I, that, that, I couldn't even finish that series. I was like, this is, this is this like X on the Peak. I was like, I, I couldn't do it. And Amber M was a server at a restaurant and she like got into a beef with uh, Ninja Natalie. Remember she called her Brolic? That was her, right? She called her Brolic, and Ninja thought that was a diss. Yeah. Did your cat just sneeze? She did. Bless you, dear. That was a violent sneeze. <laughs> Sorry. You okay, buddy? <laughs> it's a slash, by the way. <laughs> okay. Back to the podcast. Yeah, you know, Amber M, she's just going to be TV gold. Going to yep. get in these Twitter feuds. Going to be hooking up with men and women. Yes. Going to be partnered with the needy, greedy man himself, Nelson. The audacity is through the roof. It's going <laughs> to be – it's a fun pairing. It's a really fun pairing. I just don't think they're going to do that well on the show because they don't really match up in that way. And our last pair, Michi and Liv, this was the by default pair, and two gorgeous human beings. Oh, uh, yeah. Liv – what a what a dream looking woman. She's she has, so beautiful. She has this like this those super white teeth, that sparkle in her eye. Yep. Apologies to Michi and Liv. How about Ashley's eyes this season? Because they are a different shade of blue that they've ever been. Is she do you have colored contacts? Because I think she I, had blue I eyes. Think so. These are like really like blue. Yeah. These are like sapphire. She looks great. Everybody looks really good in the confessionals. Agreed. It's it's a really awesome confessional look this season. Bessie's outfit uh, is up there with Kyle's in terms of questionability. It was like a like a vest, and the, he looked like he was getting ready for my first communion. It looked like he took that out of Kyle's like yeah. <laughs> literal suitcase. It didn't quite fit him either. That's why I say like it looked like he took Kyle's suit and He's put like, it on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a neat <laughs> as a partner. I'm like, oh, buddy. And, you know, I think all that, the other yeah. are great. Back to Michi and Liv. Again, that's a that's a great hookup pairing from a competitive standpoint. I don't think they're going to do that well. I think once the big targets are gone, they're going to get targeted themselves. I'm excited for both these characters, especially, like, Liv has shown a lot of personality, and Michi is just someone I want to root for. He's just – he has good vibes just to him. Yeah, he and he seems like he, he seems like somebody I would like be drawn to to just like hang out with. Agreed. It's just, he's someone who also had like a rough upbringing and has like literally grinded to be where he is now. I love that. I love that. These pairs, uh, they're gonna change as we see as we saw later in the episode. Uh, after they all got paired up, there was a vote. They had a house vote where people did it in secret to put one team into elimination. And then Fessy and Anissa, as the winners of the Daily Challenge, would then use their power vote to vote one team into elimination. And we and we all thought that the house was just going to vote in rookies, like they do every season. It's a smart play. It's the easy play. Yeah, there Except was. Except we live in a, in a good simulation where these people are willing to make moves, Fine. where CT made a bad choice. By rejecting Cam, creating an enemy episode one, and the house voted for CT. Everyone quite literally voted for CT except for Wes, Natalie, uh, <laughs> CT, Ashley, Big T, and Devin. And Big T is close with Ashley, and Devin is close with Wes. Yeah, so that makes sense. I I think that also with this vote, I don't think Ashley saw it coming. Like I think she sort of was like, okay, I'm gonna get thrown in. But when you when you see it like revealed, she looks like pissed and surprised. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't I don't know what to say to them other than the fact that like this is how the game should be played. This it, is you know absolutely because you gotta make big moves. This is the stuff that Ashley had complained about in the past, and now that she's in that position, people are taking those shots really smartly and. Obviously, as TV fans of the show, it's going to hurt to see a strong player leave episode one. But as fans of the game, that's the way you should play the game. It should also be mentioned that in the like 
right before they vote it because they vote individually and in secret or do they um they're all like sitting around the couch uh like talking about who who should do what and ct was like you know i think we should like throw a rookie in and leo was (laughs) like leo spoke up liv spoke up joseph spoke for like i think the first time like all the rookies are i like it they're like kind of kind of mouthy with it there Liv was like why should we go in and leo's like oh you mean a rookie like me okay he's like okay then i'm voting for you yeah he's like fine i'm voting for you anisa then pulled the bigger trigger with fessy to throw in wes and natalie against ashley and ct to guarantee three of the champions in the first elimination and one of the greatest survivor players ever yeah (laughs) and it's just so funny to me because this move that cam did where she gets all the rookies against those top vets it's quite literally the Wes Bergman game plan. He did this to Darrell all the way back on Fresh Meat 2, and now it's happening to him, episode I, one of funny. Double Agents. And you could definitely tell uh, that production, the moment they found out that the elimination was going to be Wes versus CT, they were like, this is going to be a female-only elimination yeah, because they are not letting the two people... They paid the most money to be there. Leave episode one. Yeah. I, I was also a little surprised before I saw what the elimination initially was. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, I thought it would be a great opportunity if it was like CT and Ashley for Anissa and Fessy to go in and like sort of like grab their red skulls then or gold skulls. Sorry. Their, their skulls yeah. for the season, which was revealed that there's only 10. It's going to work the same way that the Keys did on the island. And I hate this twist only because the teams who win their schools early are going to be fighting the whole game to keep them. And it's going to be really tough on them. And I do think there should be a relic in this game where after you win an elimination, you should get your next elimination off. Because if not, then why are these schools valued so highly? It's going to be like Jay getting put in every every week. Yeah, it's going to be exactly Last like season. that. Uh, the elimination itself between Ashley and Natalie was the hog tie elimination that is most known from Exodus 2, where Leroy and Naya faced Bananas and Nani, and uh-huh. Nani famously got caught up. Her straps got stuck, where, you know, in this challenge, you have to you have your hands and legs tied to a pole, and you have to use leg strength, upper body strength, and a whole lot of core strength to move yourself across this beam uh, back and forth. It is and one this of time the it's on it's fire. One of, it's one of the best daily not It's one of the best eliminations ever. I, I love think. it. I, it's so it, physically intense. I think I could probably, at the very least, get across the pole once. I, I'm not saying I could win. This and is also, an elimination. This is an elimination where if CT hadn't lost the weight. Wes would have took him out. Yeah. And I think everybody, like, I think, um, like, when the two when the two teams found out they were going into elimination, like, Natalie was like, okay, like, I can probably take Ashley, like, given size comparison. And CT was probably like, well, I can take out Wes. So they probably thought it would come down to, like, a tiebreaker or something. And then they were just like, now nah, it's a women's elimination. And Ashley was like, come on. I, I got I got my new contacts, my extensions. I look good. I was a bit surprised by the performances because I expected Natalie to do a little better at first because so I. I watched her literally just kill it on Survivor, and maybe that's me having heightened expectations. But even so, Natalie, even Natalie said in the first daily challenge, like, "Holy crap, these challenges are actually really hard." I thought maybe it would be, she's a CrossFit instructor, no? Like, I thought that would yeah, be something Yeah, she's simpler. a trainer. Isn't that something? That I think seems it's like just, something. I, it's not that I've ever done carnival, It's one of those carnival game type things where you don't really understand how to do it until you've been thrown into something like that. And that's where Ashley had the advantage of her. She had the lead. And then eventually, yeah. uh, Ashley got a little caught up. Natalie's athleticism yeah, was- and strength came through. And Ashley actually had a little bit of a comeback at the end. And it was really close. Uh, Natalie got the win, and for me, as your first win ever, is one of the biggest wins you could have to start your challenge career to yeah. beat someone like Ashley. Even though, 
even though Ashley isn't the best elimination competitor, you still have that notch on your belt. And for Ashley, it was a quality elimination loss. It wasn't a bad loss because this yeah. was not a game that I thought Ashley would do well in. And she was highly competitive with a beast like Natalie. Yeah, she she kept up with her. And the thing about about Ashley is, like, she has so much heart that, like, she she doesn't, you can tell she, she like, doesn't give up. But the I think both of them, an issue for them during that, that elimination was they just kept watching, the, like, looking at the other person. And it's and the same thing happened on on X's when it was like like Naya versus Nani. Like I remember Leroy being like, "Don't look at her! Don't look at her!" I was With like, Ashley, I don't think this elimination was built for her because she has really long limbs yeah. and was just like really just gangly hanging off that pole. And you have to have really good core and body composition to. Just force yourself through, and when your legs are literally like you know so far from your chest and your stomach, where you're you know exerting all that force from, it becomes harder for it to all come together. Yeah, I also think it's worth mentioning that not also the pole was on fire. I thought it would maybe burn the rope <laughs> when they said the fire, so I was like, oh, you got to get across before it, it's just kind of hot. Um, I feel like CT could have been a better like motivator. I feel like I, 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 I can hear him as best. <laughs> CC was like, come on, Ashley. Woo. Like, yeah, come on, you, man. You could 100% tell that the second that CT knew he wasn't in elimination, he was like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm good. <laughs> like, uh, go, Ashley. The important twist after this elimination that we learned was that the player who wins elimination gets to then choose whether to keep their partner or to switch. And in my opinion, keeping West as a partner is idiotic. You've already been targeted. Yeah. You're going to get targeted again. What I think the move is, the gameplay move that would just make the most of waves, you take Leroy as your partner. Ooh. Because what does Cam do then? Now that your partner's with her man, this yeah. whole house targeted you. You mess up the whole house. On top of that, you give Casey, who's on that big brother side, to either CT or Wes. And what happens to the big brother alliance then, now that they're partnered with the people they were targeting as well? Yeah, and they also, with it being a women's elimination um, and this twist happening, you're like, okay. Well, does the other person go home? Um, do they work as like like a? I was thinking, do they work as like a rogue agent, like by themselves? It's an interesting twist. I have no clue how it's gonna go. My assumption is that you're just gonna nap until you have, like have the opportunity to get a new partner. Just like take a daily challenge off, or you're not allowed to compete. Or maybe you're like you can't win a daily challenge, but you can get nominated for elimination itself still. Yeah. Maybe that's well, how it'll work. I also uh, really like how they sense a twist because they're always like this is going to change everything and like everybody's like oh my god like the reaction shots i love those last time on war of the worlds 2 and they had the turncoat twist people did not make use of it because they just didn't want to switch over and in reality if there were more switch overs it would have changed the numbers of the game drastically and would have just changed the game especially for team uk who just kept losing they kept losing and then they like when they did win in the off chance, you know, they, they fumbled the bag on that one or the, they fumbled the something. They all fumbled like Joss putting in Georgia. That didn't, that didn't make any sense. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I just hope right now that Natalie saw that season and understands like, no, I should switch from the jump. If not, we're going to yeah. get a boring and played out season again, similar to war of the worlds too. But if she makes a smart choice and takes someone else as a partner and just shakes up the game completely, then we're in for a wild ride. She And I absolutely think she should. And if she doesn't want to make any waves, but she doesn't want to stay with Wes, then just, like, pick CTs, like, up for grabs. I agree. I mean, those two guys obviously have the biggest targets on their back in the game right now, which is yeah. why I, I personally wouldn't do it. But, yeah, just just switch because it'll at least shake up the game because you're not in a good spot right now. But we don't know if she switched because 
they left us on a cliffhanger. At least, like you said, it was, wasn't a cliffhanger for the elimination because I will lose my marbles. I hate when they do that, when they're like, okay, like, and like TJ will blow the horn and then they won't show you who won. And then they're like, next time on the challenge. I'm like, no, not, ne- not next time. Now, now time. <laughs> I want now time. I want to see it now. I completely agree. And it's one of those things where with this show, I just, I always want more, but at the same time. I don't want too much. Yeah, I don't want too much either. As a whole, this season has me excited, especially just based on this first elimination, because you know that big moves are going to happen. And I hope we see some good retaliation. And I hope some people realize where they are in the game is not in good spots, because right now they aren't, but they don't realize it. Yeah, I'm I'm unnaturally excited for this season. I love the like spy theme; it's fun. Um, I do hope they like switch it up next season to like some to some other format or some other theme. But I love this one. I love the way this is this is all set up. There's like so many opportunities to have really really like fun and interesting twists, and uh, just like. The, the challenges that they do can be so based on, like, on, like, spy shit. What would you score this episode out of 10? I would, I would score it nine golden skulls out of 10. I would score it eight and a half golden they, skulls out of 10. They it lost. Was, if you include the declassified episode, if that was all one premiere tonight... This would have been a 10 out of 10 episode. Yeah, that's Without why I said that, it's, it's a little bit lacking. I think next week when we recap episode two, we're going to be able to talk a little bit more freely and less recappy. But because there were 15 new pairs formed in this first episode, we had to pre- Hold on. use a preseason. Yeah. <laughs> and thus... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, my name is Alan Aguirre. You can find me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. Uh, Nikki, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Nikki Sin, or you can find me on Amazon. You can buy my book. It's called The Anxiety Diaries, Book One Past. It's a super depressing poetry book. It's not about the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> And you could find our podcast on Spotify and Apple at Caffeine Confessionals or on YouTube at Caffeine Confessionals. Basically, or go to caffeineconfessionals.com and you'll see all those links right there. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed this video. Thanks for listening.